0: Welcome to The Jay Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. It's no secret that Asia is home to some of the most dynamic, innovative, and game-changing companies in the world. Join us as we survey the land to find the most profitable investment opportunities that will allow you to capitalize off this next wave of wealth creation. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced with the goal of providing actionable insights with every single episode. And now, onto the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The J. Kim Show. Joining us today, we have a very special guest by the name of Francis Hunt. Francis is a trader, technical analyst, and teacher with over 30 years of financial market experience. He is the originator of the Hunt Volatility Funnel trading methodology. and is perhaps most well-known for being a top 100 blockchain and crypto market influencer, along with his very popular and highly followed YouTube channels, The Market Sniper, the Crypto Sniper and the Reset Sniper. Francis also runs an education company at themarketsniper.com where he teaches a community of like minded traders how to be successful and profitable by implementing the hunt volatility funnel trading methodology. Francis, welcome to the show. Hey, delighted to be with you, Jay. I'm uh I'm actually very excited to have you on today as uh you know I, I luckily by chance uh stumbled upon you uh on YouTube maybe 18 months or 2 years ago wasn't that active following you but um I the more I learn I've learned about you and the more people that uh I talk to that follow your work or have have, have learned from you um it's kind of it kind of makes me feel like your work is a culmination or a confluence if you will of of many years of sort of searching and researching for answers uh, as I've taken my journey as an investor in the markets. You know? So part of the, this podcast, you know, I've had on a lot of specialists, uh, whether they be uh, technicians such as uh, Jack Schwager or, or macro guys, like the Real Vision guys, or even commodity-focused guys you know, um, that are very specific, like Rick Rule or, or, or these great people that have come on and they've talked about their craft, their specialty. But when it comes down to actually giving my audience uh, something actionable uh, that they can implement, uh, it, it's difficult to cross that over because, you know, these people have spent their careers, you know, 30, 40, 50 years uh, honing their skill on this one very specialty. And then for just someone to come come along and listen to a podcast or maybe uh, view some content and try to implement that at maybe a very small scale, I find, you know, it's it's very difficult to do that. And so... When I found what you were doing and what you were teaching, I found that it to be sort of the perfect, uh, you know, mix. And, and not only that, uh, the fact that you are open to sort of all asset classes and you're, you're not, you know, a lot of old school traditional investors are very stubborn and they're all only, they only stay in their swim lane. Um, for example, like crypto, a lot of them have rejected it for a long time. Anyway, um, I am very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm happy we have a lot to get through today. So I want to just begin um, maybe with a little bit of background. Uh, you, you've obviously been a, a trader for a very long time, but how did you, you know, get into investing? Uh, were you ever working in the rat race at some point? At what point did you branch off and become a full-time trader?
1: Yeah, it's a good one. No, I, I never really uh, got into the big corporate commercial uh, space. Um, I My investing career, which precedes trading by some way, uh, commenced in 1987. I was in the August uh, army intake. I'd inherited a, a couple of pounds from a deceased aunt uh, and was still a, a very much wearing younger man clothes uh, mm-hmm. and was being drafted into con- uh, military conscription in uh, South Africa in 1987. And uh, the university dropouts, which is what I was, Um, were all dragged into the August intake. And I put my entire net worth into um, unit trusts, actually. It wasn't particularly creative. I had individual stocks in mind, but I also was influenced by parents who had been pretty successful uh, in the run-up. That was all a bull market, uh, as you may or may not know. And uh, I put the job lot into uh, well-known old mutual and uh, Liberty Life uh, unit trusts, only to see them lose about... 40% 40% of its entire value within about four or five weeks of hitting the army, which is quite a challenge in its own right. Um, the the only good part about that was, uh, well, it was, it, it was immediate failure, really, if the truth be told, but uh, I didn't have any need for the funds. So I sort of uh, stacked through it throughout the two years that I was on full conscription and then there was a partial recovery. And it subsequently, uh, as it has always done in this modern era, went to new highs. Um, and so it was something that bit me quite early. Uh, and then I, I got into more active trading and so select stocks and individuals. But that was just a sort of a young man's initial investment um, experience. And that's where it probably all started uh, with a bull market of the 87s. Um, so, uh, but then it, then I graduated into more broad uh, aspects and I've had a financial interest. I've had an economic interest, which leads into politics And um, as we are today, we are actually the three world views, which is the the crypto sniper, the market sniper, and the reset sniper. And the reset sniper is a a long overdue end of cycle of the macro credit expansion. The big bubble is debt. People will talk about gold and silver being in bubbles. You're going to hear it. It's all largely misinformation. It's it's a readjustment to the fact that we're in a free fiat proliferation model that's at end of uh, stage, end of cycle. And part of that replacement cycle is a whole bunch of things they plan to do. They, these guys never let a good crisis that they've manufactured go to waste They will implement a whole bunch of new things, which the technology of the era has now caught up to to deliver and is going to be making a lot of control structure figures, wet dreams come true. Um, You know, the oligarchical tech is our biggest problem. They are the hugest monopoly. Um, In essence, they were allowed to buy up all rivals when small with gas-fueled stock equity and uh, debt provision um, so that they could actually go uncompeted and build uh, and continue to just grow market share without ever having to worry about delivering a price, uh, you know, profit. So you have Amazon actually that was able to uh, trade profitless for an unenviable time and just keep reinvesting. and. Mm. You know, if you run a restaurant and you can run 10 years without making a profit, you can clean up a lot of your rivals on the high street uh, <laughs> by underpricing them, taking their place, getting, expanding and going from a 100-seater to a 200-seater to a 250-seater. Uh, and they have to all pay tax at the end of the period. And we've kind of allowed this entire oligarchical class. And they, they're… they're the, the tech is the the and the pharma are probably the two really dominant. Of course, the military-industrial complex isn't new and has been there for a long time. But these have been the new prongs that have come to the fore. And this is the reset. And these are where some of the more dangerous things that I see in terms of how our freedoms will be affected. Because in essence, you know, I ride motorcycles. I ride motorcycles not because I'm a great motorcyclist, but I enjoy the freedom of big open spaces and going wherever I want and, you know, determining that direction. It's one of the most purest forms of uh, freedom uh, for me and also being able to, you know, go swim and do various things when I want and not be told where to be, how to be attired, etc. In other words... I'm very what I call a sigma male rather than people that think of themselves as alpha males. I I don't look to dominate anybody else. Mm. Uh, I don't want a bunch of beaters trying to, you know, cuddle up to me because they think they're going to pick up the scraps of girls or other social uh, things up. I just want to be allowed to roam the plains alone. And when I want to convolute with others, go, go hook up with a pack and... Uh, and then go roam the planes alone and have as, as few people um, dictating. And I'm, unfortunately, I think more and more uh, we're in societies uh, that are highly compliant, have been developed. You mentioned Hong Kong in our pre-chat, highly compliant to all the diktats, China highly compliant. You've actually got Bill Gates saying America's response has been poor and applauding China. Essentially, these, there's all these tacit Bolshevik, um, encouragement, these, these, how cool communism is, basically. But they don't use that phrase because they know it's got a bit of a tarnished reputation.
0: Yes,
1: right. You're going to hear phraseology like solidarity. Is it very cute? Ch- uh, tweets going out of Chinese kids bouncing balls and going around and all of this and saying, look at how it's when it's all for one instead of the individualism. Capitalism and individualism is dead. You're going to hear all of this and and it turns into this whole, largely what I would call, um, Bolshevik communism where um, you know people that don't wear masks can be uh, accused of killing all those that do um, and individuality is under threat greatly so that's a lot of the reset and it's got a lot to do with general life and freedoms and understanding that there's a reset and how you can exploit that and build wealth so that you can buy at least maybe some space where you can still retain some degree of freedom Because for now, the home is one of the rare places um, that uh, you still have largely freedom, even though now police rights to just storm the place if you're deemed a health uh, risk and all sorts of very, very dangerous acts now give uh, parastatal enforcement agencies the right to literally come into your home. I mean, I'm not going to put... Unfortunately, this is one of the things they say about South African upbringings, is that if you ask a South African... A question you might uh you might you might just tell you exactly what he thinks and that makes <laughs> dangerous people um and i'm not going to try polish this turd
0: and tell you it looks all grand and glorious well, this is one uh, of the reasons why i wanted to get you on the show because uh you you speak the truth you speak your mind um well okay so we have we have okay you you've you, you dropped a lot there um on sort of the big picture stuff and before we jump into that because i do want to spend a a large portion of today's talk on on what's going on right now because this is real this is happening to everyone but in order to uh to provide you with the freedom that you have at this point if we could just take a step back um and and let's talk about your how you found the freedom and how you discovered your unique proprietary hunt volatility funnel method of trading how does that differ from traditional technical analysis and perhaps, potentially, how could that help uh, maybe some of our listeners that are interested in in preparing for this dark cloud that's coming over our, our, our heads, which will be the next section that we discuss on this podcast. But I just wanted to take a quick step back and give us a little bit of yeah, that. No, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I agree. And we need to talk about that part. And uh, sometimes when I start off with that sort of dystopian stuff, it's to motivate people <laughs> to wake up. And to understand then the cure. And, the, yes. and you're saying, what is the cure? And my answer to the cure uh, is the fact that you need to be uh, independent as much as is feasible in this new world order that they're constructing here. And the best way to do that is to have real means. In other words, your duty and job more than any other era is to build wealth. Mm -hmm. So uh, build wealth and not for the sake of money. I don't lie in a stack of gold coins and throw them up in the air like Scrooge McDuck and things like that. It's for the freedom it buys you. The freedom is what excites me Um, and the lifestyle of design that you can self-dictate is what excites me. And the wealth building is one of the most useful tools to secure you that existence and lifestyle. So Stephen Covey was famous for starting, start with the end in mind. The end in mind is I want an awesome lifestyle with lots of unrestricted freedoms. Okay, what do I need to do that in this current uh, environment, which is actually contra to exactly those goals? Well, um, if you have some stuff off money, um, you can buy tract of land that you can own. um, You can do whatever you want. You know, you can... uh, a motorcycle track in the back garden, if you like. I think, uh, um, uh, what's that uh, one racer, uh, Valentino Rossi has a dirt bike track (laughs) and a place where he he tests and all sorts of – I'm being ridiculous here. I'm not saying that's serious. But the point is when you have means, um, you can certainly buy the nature that you can certainly gild the nest or the cage, if we're to call it a cage, far better than those that won't. And recognizing that this is a hugely polarizing event, the goal is to flatten SMEs and middle, class, uh, middle, uh, medium-sized enterprises, so that these essentially gets assumed by the oligarchical class. Of uh, that they've created in all areas. So we have One World Beer Company, we have One World Tech in various parts of it, et cetera, et cetera. And your goal is to survive that process and to be wealthy and self-actualizing in it. And actually there's a lot of opportunities that get created by this particular game that they're playing. Because if you understand that game, you know how asset prices should be moving and in what manner they will be moving. And you can uh, go uh, express that in a leverage sense, still because we still have retail accounts, we still have, um, we can still trade. There's still places where you can get higher than normal leverage, and we found some of those partnerships and we brought them to our community and even to our YouTube channel following. And that's the that's the game. And now you've got now you've got to start making decisions. So this brings us to okay, on what basis do you make decisions? And uh, by force of um, necessity, and many years chasing the fast money i regularly undid my slow money and ended up with no money mm-hmm. uh, so i realized that actually we need three pots we need your slow dough for when the fast dough and the medium quick dough go wrong so this uh, is like your, your, your wealth,
0: wealth generation framework basically
1: 100 percent. think of three layers to a pyramid where the capstone is at the top and that's the ultimate goal of wealth and it's gold-plated, you actually can't levitate that in the air. You need, uh, you need that foundational, that long, broad step, and then that medium step that is not quite as uh, broad um, but goes one up so that your capstone can sit on top. So if you have those three layers. And uh, the, the bottom step is investment. And that is unleveraged investment. So that means you've got to have money. Now, for many people, they're not making money. They bypass the investment step and the moderate leverage step, and they go into high leverage where they can trade uh, fast and furious on the basis that fast money is made. But without realizing as fast as you make it, one mistake can break it. In fact, even if you get um, nine calls right in a row,
0: the 10th can take you to zero pretty sobering yeah and and there's no time like the present where this is so you know pertinent with people on robin hood trading these fang stocks or people in crypto trying to chase the next altcoin right so this is the, this is the easiest lowest barrier to entry right people try like to go in and make a quick win correct
1: and uh, there, there are many people that are going to have a fast and furious roller coaster ride and then end up back at the bottom getting out no better off than before despite what heights they scaled They're going to get out where they got in, which is with probably not very much money, and they're going to pay for that experience. Um, And without the principles of three degrees of um, uh, engagement, the hot pot, absolutely, where there's high leverage involved, requires high conviction, real method, which most people are not equipped to have. So I often repeat, you have to earn the right to leverage. Mm -hmm. These people that are going straight in on a BitMEX account and putting all their Bitcoin in a BitMEX account are on a short fuse to a blow up. Um, They've got to first show that they've invested correctly, then that they've traded with 3x and 5x type leverage, sort of old school FinEx if you're in the crypto realm, if you're talking um, in traditional markets, because I'm, as you mentioned, I'm broad, I'm unsiloed. I don't have a siloed view view of the world. I have a macro view of a machine where they're all interoperable parts that all interact on each other. And the movement of one handle on one side of the machine turns a few cogs that can actually have... A cognitive or s- a significant effect on something that supposedly is being treated in a siloed way. Everybody likes to compartmentalize and box drop, and they have a lot of boxes and they're dropping shoes and underpants in the shoes and underpants box. And I'm I, I argue that that's the wrong approach. Actually, you have a complex machinery and the whole global system is this kind of spluttering diesel engine with carburetors and cylinders and all sorts of things and handles and variances and tuning points. And these are, um, that, that's the way to view it. And actual certain effects done in one place does have knock-on effects in others. Many people have thought for a while that crypto is entirely divorced and uh Uncorrelated and in its own realm, and then in, in, in had a crypto box, for example, right. and we kind of shown that that actually having a 360 degree view and understanding what the dollar does uh, and is doing is quite useful to know uh, in a crypto uh, long or short environment and biasing. So th- there's a lot. There's a lot that uh, I had to learn. So I had to learn to that you actually your slow dough is your big dough, and you need tax down. You should aim to build the greatest foundation, because a, a moderately good house on solid foundations, really solid foundation, sees you through the way. Trying to build an absolute gin palace on the beach because you thought that early doors stuff of doing foundational work doesn't really apply is just um, a you know collapsing home that is overcapitalized and a complete failure where everything is lost. So you need the investment, you need the moderate leverage, and you need to trickle down by taxing out. So the goal is always to expand your investment portfolio, not the scale of your trading account. Most people come into trading and say, I want my high leverage account just to keep going up. Well, that's one of the most dangerous places to build money.
0: So when you say tax down, you're basically saying uh, you, you compound your wealth in your investment pot and not in your higher leverage trading, trading accounts. That's not where you sit and, and let you it You may make outlier
1: gains, as we have been lucky enough to do on numerous occasions by virtue of the quality of the hunt volatility funnel method um, in specific events that can accelerate your investment gains. Mm-hmm. Providing you've learned a method, you've developed a skill, you have the patience and a real sense for the timing. And that's why the method is focused to in bringing you to a key point where there's going to be an explosive move in the expected direction, where you can have an, a highly expanded reward against a very tight stop. That way you can um, not lose your shirt and you can size for a loss and money management principles can be applied. So a stop is known in advance of the entry. The entry is not at market. It's at a triggering level that shows that the market is now beginning its expansive phase after an extreme low volatility phase because like the tide, the tide goes in and it always comes back. Um, in the same way, volatility dissipates slowly But returns with a bang. Unlike the tide, the water fills up as fast as it drains away. The difference in uh, volatility as a tide is that it drains away slowly and then suddenly you get a tidal wave hit you. (laughs) And then it drains away slowly and you're swamped. It drains away slowly and then suddenly out of nowhere a tidal wave hits you. So that is the nature of markets. Um, And it's the gift. It's a massive gift because you get an explosive move In your favor, if you get the key moment correct, and you can, and if it's extreme low volatility, the distance to being wrong can be made very short and very small. And that's the nature of the Hunt Volatility uh, Funnel method, when two of those words are about volatility, the ironing out of volatility and its sudden return. And the funnel is in reference to those of you that have ever made a protein shake, and we're mainly a male audience in the trading community, although I'm not saying that's a, uh, that should be the way, and I'm d- delighted to have... Uh, the, late, the, the small number of ladies we do, but we've made protein shakes, you have a funnel and essentially it starts wide and then it pinches once, it pinches again, and then it gets to quite a thin tube that actually does the job and gets the powder into the thin neck bottle for you to then shake up. Um, so the volatility and the funneling are the reward. Um, and that is wh- where the me- method focus comes. And what precedes that, again, referring to Covey, is begin with the, the how did I discover HVF, which was part of your question is I kept seeing highly expansive news and saying I wish I was in that before that happened because basically that's what everybody thinks. And what ends up happening is most people are momentum chasers. They wish they were in that before that happened. They see it happening and then they chase it. In other words, they are always too late. They're jumping in once the volatility has already expanded. Any plausible stop has to be miles away because they only feel conviction once they see something is happening. Psychologically, we risk averse. What actually happens is you should be pro-risk, otherwise you shouldn't be taking uh, trades. I work on the basis that nothing's happening now, but there's a decent chance, given the structure that's already set up, that in some time point in the not too far away future, something quite dramatic will happen. And that's when I'm setting my traps. Everybody else wants the certainty of it's happening. So they become, I say everybody else, I'm just uh, characterizing them. obviously our community and many professional traders have great methods and other methods, et cetera. So not everybody is um, you know, a Robin Hood brand newbie. But the point is too many people chase momentum. That's like dogs chasing cars. And then when the car stops, they don't know what to do. They get all vexed and they turn and go away. Um, in other words, they haven't got the courage to trade to the level and they haven't got the courage to pre- precede something. You need to be early to get the, the risk reward ratio. That means you have to have identified the DNA that often occurs before highly volatile expansionary breakouts. So I started looking at what happened before, which most people don't do. And I started working back. And I then identified that there is in fact, a regular a pattern DNA that occurs prior to a major expansive event and you should be interested prior to all of that happening and we spend most of our time looking at things that have not broken but suggest that may at the future point break so we embrace the futurist elements and the risk element.
0: yeah i think the 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 most challenging well the two most challenging parts uh like you said uh the The market, let's say, Mr. Market, uh, using that uh, old term. Uh, And this goes for whether it's technical trading or even if you are a fundamental, you know, I come from a fundamental background. It's the same thing. You know, I mean, people want to be validated by the market. They want to buy high and sell higher and they want to know that they're making the right. And so they're chasing momentum, like you said. But I think the, 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 the hardest thing for me as an investor, as I sort of over the years, experience was was basically confusing activity for achievement that sort of thing where you kind of feel like you have to be doing something you have to be in the market you have to be trading otherwise you're not you're not making progress right and so the hardest thing is having that patience can i sidebar you there because that's such a valid point
1: um we actually created a phrase for that very concept it's a psychological thing and until you go around and toe tag all the things that trip you up and really understand them and you have to name them we call that compulsion in other words, it's not work unless you're trading. That's wrong. Um, our view is don't you know, don't just do something, sit there. You know, as yeah. the old Ronald Reagan, uh, just stand there. Uh, the whole thing is observation and waiting for the right moment. And hence why we also utilize the sniper uh, doctrine. Um, oh, yeah. the small, I, will, I will return to you, but I'll just give you the small stats fact that many people don't know. Um, most in, uh, infantrymen, um, expended in the, the, the aggregates in World War Two was two hundred thousand rounds fired for every fatality. In other words, enemy taken out. Um, in sniper in, in in that in Vietnam, that rose to four hundred and fifty thousand. So added jungle and automatic weapons, and that's just a whole bunch of extra lead that the the taxpayers have paid a whole bunch for that are embedded in tree bark somewhere in Southeast Asia. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, what, what was the number again? 450,000 rounds were fired for every individual in the Vietnam War, for every right. one. Wow. One. That is how inefficient infantrymen are. And I know this from being a soldier, by the way. Uh, That's that is, The number's are absurd. Most civilians are stunned by this, as you are. In Second World War, it was 200,000 because you had more bolt-action rifles. takes more time no automatic fire or not as much automatic firing weapon, certainly for the intrim- infantrymen, and preferably you aimed first before you shot. So you <laughs> just threw the lead down in the general direction of somebody. Um, and that's 200,000 rounds fired. Um, so actually infantrymen make a bunch of noise and say, go away, don't come anywhere near us. There could be a chance you might get injured. Um, and we're going to hold the space. And then until we leave, uh, don't come here. And then that's kind of what happened in Vietnam. They would take a hill and then the minute they left, the Vietnamese would take it back. Um, yeah, so they'd make a bunch of noise, stamp their feet, sh- shoot automatic weapons in the trees. So the, the sniper, the, f- the numbers for a sniper is 1.3. 1.3 rounds fired for every one fatality. Much more efficient. Now, I read the book on sniping, and those stats came straight out of that book. Um, and the whole concept is this guy doesn't shoot at all often he only shoots if he is almost assured in his mind he has the cleanest of kill shots straight through the middle of the head. Right. He's specifically trained to do exactly that. While infantrymen, Mm. you're trained to do a lot of fire and movement, get some rounds down to keep heads down on the enemy so that your next man running next to you can run in the clear and, you know, make a bit of noise, throw a bit of lead and keep some heads down. Um, uh, the sniper is not. The sniper is a killing machine of a ruthless efficiency in comparison. And with special forces, and even the snipers themselves were resented by their own infantrymen because their own infantrymen so hated the snipers of the enemy. Right. And they had high rank, and they often did reconnaissance and other wait and watch jobs. So they were special forces. Our reccys, um could all shoot, and they could shoot most weapons, and they were highly proficient. Uh, so reconnaissance is most of the time you're just standing there which brings mm. us which is why i interjected just uh, and i apologize but it's a no, really no, important no. analogy because these analogies bring home the truth of trading powerfully uh, i'm taking risk i just want to not be in the game most of the time until all the things i require are present and then i'm going to be in the game big because a sniper uh, his weapon throws around faster, harder, and a bigger chunk of lead. Whatever it hits, it removes. So, uh, if you look at any form of time try- now, some people say, "Yeah, because they also shoot longer distance." That's true, but that's become more of a thing recently with the you know the big 50 cal weapons and all of that. Uh, snipers, uh, are, it's about accuracy. You know, you can still snipe 100 yards. You don't know really to try and shoot somebody a kilometer away. You can snipe from 250 yards and they remain unseen. They don't show their hand. They wait, they breathe, they pause. Everything is about the shot and they don't shoot infantrymen. They shoot high value targets. So by the time you break cover, make it for a good reason when you enter into the foray. That means you're shooting a captain, a major, maybe even a general, you know, and you're turning, you're changing courses of wars with single shots rather than you've just reduced their 1 million men on the ground to 999,999 and another 10,000 are on a plane to come over. Um, That's quite attritional and not highly significant uh, to shoot an inch. So um, if you apply that to your trading, and these are three rules that I'll add that supplement this analogy that will be very, very powerful is that If you do these for your listeners that think, okay, Francis, I don't have the kind of money to do your course. Give me three things I should never do that's going to take me in the direction so that maybe I can earn my way in there in time. Uh, I would say, cut your number of trades you take by three. And I truly could make that number 10. So if you're trading 30 times a month um, and you need to take six months, aggregate it, average it, cut it in three. And that means you've just got much less bullets. And now I'm saying you start the week. You were trading 10 trades a week. Now you've got three. Uh, if, you trade, if you put three trades on on Monday and the best trade shows up on Thursday, you can't have it. So the quality of life and the quality of the decisions you make are all determined by the quality of the questions you, you, you ask yourself and the disciplines you impose upon yourself. So the, I'm going to say that one again. The quality of your life, and the, and that's in everything you do, trading, everything, is going to be determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. If you say, why me, when a trade doesn't work, bad quality question, crap answer. Uh, I'm, I, I wear, I've got you know bad fashion sense. That's the reason why you lost your trade. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you need to ask the right questions, and you need also to impose the right disciplines on yourself. So for those listening to this, I, just, I, I am saying to you specifically, go and grab your last six months trade records. Count how many trades you do. Aggregate that. Don't include a month away that you're on a holiday that distorts the stats. Get an accurate six months that you've done. Work out your how many times you're trading a week. And now um, you want to count out. If you have to buy bullets to do this, I want one third of the amount. And every time you place a trade on that, that is filled, you take one of those rounds away and you've got less ammo for the week. Yep. So that's lesson number one. Do that, and guess what happens? The volume goes down, the quality goes up. The volume goes down, the quality goes up. Somewhere in you, there's something that says, hang on, I have to stop and think about this, and now I'm not putting that impulsive trade on. And now that I look at it, actually the dollar might be going up. I don't know if oil long is the best trade. Uh, All the other things aren't necessarily aligned for what I'm thinking of doing. I'll just sit back and see how this pans out. And you stop using around that you would have normally have used and you stop harvesting a loss that you normally would have lost so you start reducing losses first that's part of the game of staying in the game the biggest part of the game is in the beginning to stay in the game you reduce losses by doing less and assessing more then you start finding criteria that actually deliver favorable outcomes that's the hard part and that's the development of hunt volatility funnel method that I described in that earlier sedge right? And that's where you start to get highly expansive, positive risk reward up to double digits. And we've yet to land a triple digit, but we've landed 62 and a half risk reward. That means wow. I bought 62 and a half new bullets for the one bullet I risked in that shot. In other words, I shot an ammo truck and I walked off with a, 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 you know, an entire three cases of ammo with 20 rounds in each. That's the kind of shots you want to be doing. Now, you don't do those every day. Um, but if getting a five to one means you replenish the bullet you used and you have four new. So that's the goal. That, that's why we trade high reward, uh, low risk. So you've got one rule so far. I'll give you the other two rules. Never enter the market on a market order. hmm Never enter at market. So here's what happens when we enter at market. First thing, it's usually impulsive, and the thing is twitching and starting to move, and you drop to a lower time frame, and you think, that's it. It's the moment. The moment (laughs) is now. I can tell you, really is the moment now. (laughs) That's why our entire methodology is tripwire. The way you catch a bear is you don't run around looking to catch a bear and chase him down. You ain't going to find him because he's going to hear you running long before. Uh, he's going to hear clunk, clunk, charging around the place, running around. Uh, and he's going to stay out of the way if he thinks you're a danger. You go to where the bears go, the high probability areas where the deer are by the water, where he drinks and hunts, where he's walked before. Previous price behavior has shown these footprints in the sand. There we and go, you go yeah. in between the two trees and you set your bear trap there. Mm. And then you go and you leave him to do what he does and you accept you don't control the point at which he'll make that revisit for drink of water and hunger again, but that at some point it will happen. That's, that's high probability training where you recognize that which you control and that which you don't and you set traps and trip wires. You don't chase. And this we learned from game viewing in South Africa in the Kruger Park. Most people, it's an institution. Everyone goes to the Cougar Park to see the lions and the rhinos. They drive around in their cars at the heat of the day with aircon air con on. And many times they don't see near as much as they like. And then there's 9% of the people that get up real early before sunrise, and they even make special lunch packs in the huts that you stay in and the hotels for those people. And they're often bird watchers and specialist game viewers. And they're out in the cool morning by the watering holes and they're sitting still in a hide because there are one or two places where you can get at a hide. They see incredible things. They see cheetahs catching deer by the water. They go to high-probability locations. They shut their gob because there's a whole protocol in the hide. If someone goes in there, you don't play music, have your mobile device and call your auntie uh, and do all of that stuff. They're serious bird watchers. They have their book, their goggles, and they don't even speak to each other. They talk in very, very hushed tones. Um, and they duck down, and they go behind a wall. This is the difference between specialists and tourists. Are you a trading tourist, just driving through, paying for a bit of entertainment, or are you aiming to make a business out of this? And if you're in the the latter, you've got to realize you've got to develop specialist skills, you've got to go to the high-probability locations, and you've got to sit and wait, because just because you showed up doesn't mean they're, they're contractually obligated to throw opportunity at your feet. That's you've great. got to stand and observe, and that's when the nature starts. And I was bored out of my skull when my dad would take me to these places. Um, I couldn't think of more more staring at the bush for a while. And you know what ends up happening is you slow down, your yes. whole wired nature as you slow down, you start breathing and just looking. And suddenly I started to see small movements, like a worm, a, you know, a, a glow worm on a branch, and then I start to see in the bush. And amazingly, there's game everywhere, everywhere. But when you're driving sixty kilometers per hour staring out your window, um, in, on a tarmac road making a big-ass noise. You're not seeing anything and scaring everything away. Um, but the minute you start integrating and taking on the Bushveld and calming the hell down and observing with binoculars and naked eyes, you start seeing. And that's what everybody needs to do in the market. And it's not the trading. The order entry, everybody thinks trader is the order entry. The order entry is like the admin clerk filing documents. In doing a business deal, that's how significant the order entry is. That doesn't mean you can get it wrong and you must cock it up. It just means, in terms of whether you make money or not, it's about as significant as the guy that does the paperwork for business that's being concluded, filing invoices. It's absolutely administrative. It's, you know, go chunk, chunk, chunk on your keyboard. Do that, do that. You shouldn't shouldn't be a challenge for you um, after you've been trading for more than a short while. All the work is everything that happens before that, which is the observation, the assessment, the three hundred and sixty degree analysis, the pattern, the volume, the volume by price, the relative um, strength. The, is it being accumulated? The trend time frame, because as you know from uh, as uh, having become a student of ours, we look at the trend view. We look at the, the super macro view. Are we at extreme overvalued, extreme undervalued? We want to know exactly where we're on the map across all time frames, so that we can choose those really unique opportunities. So we've given you one that is uh, cut your trading by a third, two thirds. In other words, just to one third. We've said never enter on a market order. So what you actually should be doing is setting chip wires. Rarely mm-hmm. is now the moment. Recognize when the key level that indicates some form of expansion that highlights that there is a new impetus moving in the direction that you have a hunch and a, from your other analysis it should do, and then have yourself be entered. Most of my best entries are taking place while I'm not watching.
0: Yes so so this is this is like a this is like a key point as well because you've uh you've used the term before uh lifestyle trader and like you said the, the entering the order you know i mean i think that again we as human beings who are emotional uh and there's also a narrative you know you watch you watch the financial news and you see the traders on their screens glued to their screens all the time you know the market pulse like always busy you know when the markets are open ding 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 gotta do something gotta do something gotta trade gotta trade but like you said that is that is literally the, the very very last admin part of it all the work and there is a lot of work i mean it's not you know there's a significant amount of work that needs to be done prior to trade entry but it should be done prior to trade entry and and it should all be set up uh, in a manner that, that you teach in your course. And, uh, and I think that this is, this is probably the hardest thing. And I know from personal experience, I struggle with this time and time again. I've been an investor for 20 years now, uh, you know, coming up from more of a fundamental side, but still I get, I catch myself because I, 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 the market kind of draws you in and it makes you feel like I gotta be in this and you, 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 you know, news flow always in your face. And uh, it's, it's a battle. It's a constant battle for me. Uh, and it's something I haven't mastered yet fully. But I, I still uh, strive to, to do it. But I think that the framework that you've set up uh, is very clear. And it's a very clear way for someone to take the steps that they need to. And if they just follow the, the protocol that you lay out, uh, you can actually have a very high chance of success. That's a good comment. Yeah. So one and two uh, you, you've given us. Um, What's the third uh, quick tip for resilience? So uh, I loved what you said, and I'll lead on to the third because
1: it's. A, but essentially, the market is like a seductress trying to get you to cheat on your wife. Um, I often refer to the mechanical bull. Yes, um, and and say you know the 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 there's a lot of you've got to stay in process, and there's a mechanical bull that keeps trying to toss you off. Mm. And you, you, you've got to have a process first of all and have it developed. And then adhering to it is like riding the mechanical bull. And the market is a seductress when you're passive. It absolutely wants you in the game. And there's all sorts of biological elements that occur that are adrenal, endorphinic, um, risk-based activities make you feel alive, uh, all of these elements. And these things um, are dopamine are all d- dumping into the back of your brain, encouraging activity. In fact, there's a number of things certain people uh, we've even discussed and uh, it's, it's probably my next level to do uh, with students, but it's quite a, it requires a bit of investment. You almost need rear mirrors on your uh, screens and a glass mirror behind you so that you can watch your own back and your own head uh, from behind, so you become familiar with your own presence, because what you were beginning to describe shows your level of development. You were sh- saying that you have to catch yourself. So you've already developed an awareness of self, in that, uh, and that you've had to a couple of times step outside of yourself and rein yourself back in. And you almost need that astral self that comes out of the crown of your head that is standing behind you watching yourself. And what typically happens when people are getting excited or amped by the market is you start to tense your shoulders, your heart rate goes up. So heart rate monitors, rear view mirrors where you can see the back of your own body and you can see tension creeping into your shoulders. In other words, your shoulders aren't hanging. Just move your head left and right now and hang them down so that they're pulling. You're not tensing your traps. Straight away, this is all adrenal and this is you bracing for fight and flight. And fight and flight is the worst uh, blueprinted coding for trading success (laughs) because fight or flight um, has you preparing for the saber-toothed tiger at the cave entrance. Um, where you either go full out till death do you part at aggression or you or you run in fear for your absolute life and try climb uh, a tree. Neither of those uh, coding imprints are, are good for your training uh, at all. You have to come out of the rational executive center of your brain. These are your um, – the fight and flight response is the quickest response. Why? Because it's designed to protect you from threats. So before you get to rationally think about your – your trades, you already are getting adrenal fight or flight responses, which is yourself saying to yourself how you're capturing yourself and reining it back. Um, so people have to appreciate that. Long before you get into your executive center, the first response is the wrong response, and don't call it your guts and all of this business deal nonsense. It's your it's your, uh, adrenal fight and flight response. Um, so that leads into the third um, the third. Aspect and this aspect is almost like an administrative chore that slows you down and forces you to get into your executive center. The third key point, and we've given we we'll a recap. Number one is uh, cut your trading in volume by uh, three, divide by three. Number two was never enter a market, set limit and buy stop orders. And that's for both your take profit, your entry, and your stop loss. So the entire trade can be represented. And you hit the nail on the head when you brought in lifestyle trader. How else can you go on a golf course? You've got to have something that takes you out if you're wrong. Otherwise, you'll be crapping yourself if you've gone for a big trade where you've taken a fairly meaty size loss, um, but you think it's going to move in your favor. And then the third point is know your full risk-reward ratio prior to order entry Mm. don't say oh i'll calculate that later i've just got to get in now it's running i know this is a good one no what does this do it gives you admin and maths to do and it gives you more technical assessment to do really is now the moment but people will get convinced themselves and their um lizard brain if you like the the adrenal responses will say just get in now just get in now you you know you want to be long right this is going to go up We'll work out the RRR later. It's fine. It's going to run. It's going to cost you more later. You know These impulses are the lizard brain, which have to be fought back, um, the monkey brain. Uh, there's a book on the monkey mind uh, as well, uh, which I read, all, t- all touching on similar things. The minute you have to do the maths and you have to say, at what point do I accept I am wrong? Mm-hmm. This immediately engages The scientific seek to disprove element of the brain. So now you have to look at that thing that you wanted to marry, you were so hot for it, and say, how does this screw me? (laughs) And for those thinking of women right now, you're bad, bad, bad. Uh, But for the ladies, it's the same for the men. How does this relationship go wrong? Um, And in the chart sense, you have to do the exact same. What is a scenario where this does exactly the opposite and hurts me? And that thought process is what we do in HVF method, the unfollowed to the T-funnel method. How does this go wrong? So boom, it goes wrong by potentially doing this. That could be a bearish situation. No, draw it, find it. And you go illustrate the worst thing that could happen to you. That suddenly kills some of that excitement, tames some of the rationality and keeps you in mindset of there is no absolutes. You can always be potentially wrong. Mm. And it gets you to start saying on balance of probabilities instead of I believe the market's going up. We kill that word believe. We, it's, a, it's, a, it's a non-utilizable word. Beliefs are things that you're usually injected with, inoculated with uh, as a child. You know, Whether it's religion, whether it's the tooth fairy and Santa Claus, um, these things are unrationalized to the fullest degree and are injected in you. Um, and if you can't critically question them, then it's a belief. And you can't rationalize logically somebody out of something if he wasn't logically rationalized into it because he, he clearly doesn't have the capacity to, tweak, to deal with that topic in a rational manner. If it's a belief system he's never questioned, you will never question him out of it. It's kind of like trying to convince a Jew that Christianity is the real God or a Muslim uh, convincing a Christian that, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. You won't, you're not going to find many people go, you know what? That's a good point. I think I'm going to switch sides. Um, no, it doesn't happen. So these are the concepts of belief systems. They're very powerful in um, religions and other areas. So my whole concept is have no beliefs about what things, because beliefs are things that become part of your DNA and who you are. You can't break your DNA out and remove them. The minute you use the word, I believe that's going to go up, that means you've made it ego invested and it's who you are and now you've got to fight it and it'll stop you from recognizing that it's going wrong and you'll, you'll buy more time and take bigger losses to try to give it more rope to turn the corner so that yeah. you don't have to admit that your belief was incorrect. So avoid the ego investment. We don't talk about right or wrong. We talk about accurate and inaccurate. If you're a sniper, you're either accurate or you're inaccurate. Mm. Uh, whether you should be shooting someone through the head, that's a different question. That might be something around the right or wrong. I don't know. But there's accurate and there's inaccurate. And in trading, that's what you should seek to be. Seek to be more accurate and do not believe anything. And the on balance of probabilities following a, the detailed assessment and the point at which I would accept I'm wrong is here. And that gets you thinking in a manner that highlights, wow, this could go against me. And that tames... The adrenal junkie that wants to go large and make a million bucks. Yep. The Ferrari trade syndrome.
0: That's so there's
1: quite a bit in that. So if you know your risk reward before, you've got to know where you accept you are wrong, which is your stop loss. That should be the technical level at a horizontal level. That is a price based point that if it goes through there on balance of probabilities, you're more likely to be wrong than you were to be right. And you have your level that it confirms that it's moving in the direction that you expect it, that triggers you in, that's your tripwire long, if it's a long, and it can be a short as well. So I'm just treating it, uh, it's, it's in either direction. And you have a target at which you say, you know what, this is delivered on contract, and I'm closing the bulk or the whole. And in most instances, it's the whole for us, but we have a few unique criteria, which you'll be familiar with where we'll allow for overperformance, And we have real theory, and only if those theories apply do you still retain some in. And that, that is the cornerstone of money management. And so many people think money management is just management of losses. It's management of everything. It's management of sizing, it's management of profits, and it's management of losses. And nobody else talks about profit management as part of money management. We're the only ones that I know that does that. And we have an intricate focus on risk-reward, and we include time, RRR divide T, how fast might it get there? And we even know where we're expecting greater speed of performance, plus we have interim targets, as you're aware, which point to a a place where it might be emotionally difficult for you at that level after being run because a pullback is potentially uh, to be expected. Now, I don't know many methods that do all those things. If those guys, if your listeners can follow those three rules, they'll start walking towards us.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much for 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 giving us those three rules um, uh, as a freebie. And and you do a lot of uh, you actually give a lot uh, of of content for free, um, uh, which we're very grateful for. Uh, anyone that's listening, if you go to any of uh, Francis's uh, YouTube channels, he does uh, live streams at least once a week or so, and and just just uh, just very, very giving and generous with uh, with the knowledge. But uh after ha- having been uh become a student of Francis's, I would highly recommend uh checking out the program, themarketsniper.com. We'll have all the links uh down below if they want to uh to inquire further. Um and so I wanted to leave a little bit of time at the end of our chat here, Francis, to go to circle back uh and to to where we started. Um Not, not to go uh, again dark and dystopian, but uh, this is the reality, Uh, and so I think that your HVF method, the Hunt Volatility Funnel uh, Trading methodology, is can be can potentially be a very, very useful tool for people in this next stage of where we are. So I want to take a step uh, back and and go big picture macro. Here uh, And we're going to talk uh, a little bit of reset in, in the in the few minutes we have re- remaining. Um, and, and you made mention to sort of uh, late stage end of cycle. Uh, you know, I think that everyone at this point uh, who, who follows my channel knows what's going on in the markets. Uh, sort of this money printing that's that's going on. Um, you had a you had a very, very uh, extremely thoughtful and thought provoking uh, discussion recently with Brent Johnson on the dollar milkshake theory. Uh, I'll link that below as well. I highly recommend anyone listening to go uh, watch that interview, which was excellent. Um, So can you give us your sort of framework right now? Uh, What's the framework you're working under uh, for, say, the next two to five years? Uh, how are things going to play out? We have uh, a number of things happening. The U.S. elections are coming up. We have this incredible, increasing amount of debt. We have uh, we have COVID that came in and 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 rocked everyone's world, um, and we have all these assets assets around and opportunities, uh, potential opportunities uh, to capitalize off of. At the same time, uh, we have uh, we have this growing populism that comes usually at the end of of cycles. Uh, and this this bifurcation between sort of the has and the have-nots, uh, and it's putting us in, in a very precarious situation where we need to make sure that we end up on the right side of uh, history, uh, if it were, if if it were um, whenever this thing shakes out. So, give us your framework here uh, and how you see things playing out, and then perhaps you could. Uh, give us a a few tips or potential opportunities that we should be looking for um, that could actually help us in this transition phase?
1: Yeah. So the next five years, well, if I just even look at the next few months, um, the one thing that we said, because I was suspicious with Ebola and bird flu and all of these cycles before we got this big run for it, pandemic where they've really gone for this escalation of control over citizenry uh, and compliance. And as, as, as you might know, uh, I think it's massively overhyped, overreactive. That's not to say there hasn't been people that have caught uh, a nasty coronavirus flu and may have even passed from it. Um, we've had bad flus before. But I'm not going to get in the whole medical – there's so many internet medical heroes uh, now, um, but uh, I don't plan to be uh, one of them. But we've all heard and seen more things and think we're experts now. We're not. But uh, overall, it seems to be that there's certainly been some laboratory tinkering to these things and that it's designed – it, there has been some meddling with nat- natural forces. And when it first came out, we said this won't be the only time when they said they would do a lockdown. Um, we said they will, the, this, unfortunately, is um, a bit of what they're calling now a new normal. There is no new normal. There's normal and abnormal and people messing with you in my world view. Um, but unfortunately, this escalation has, seems to have succeeded in terms of um, getting compliance from everybody. And the nation states have all bought into these transnational um, health, World Economic Forum, and other institutes, as well as Tony Blair and Bill Gates institutes. And I think they're going to escalate uh, this uh, with this winter, northern hemisphere, winter. So the bulk of the population are in the northern hemisphere. They brought this about on the tail end of the northern hemisphere winter. It came in; the lockdown started in March. It sort of made, stuck its head above the ground at February. We'd incidentally called for single digit oil, and we'd seen it in the charts, which is the most amazing thing because we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic coming about. We called for single digit oil and we ended up and we called for cruise liners to collapse immensely, CCL. We called for planes, all American pipelines to collapse by 85%. We'd made a whole bunch of technical analysis calls. This is the amazing thing about chart-based patterns. Based, Based on the HVF methodology. Based on HVF methodology. Yeah. If you want on an HVF trader, you're not seeing these things, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um, Based on HVF methodology um, and single-digit oil was a a ridiculous call to make. And I stood in a stage in front of thousands of people and said it uh, (laughs) as well. I reiterated in February. And the big theme of that trade was long gold, short oil. If you want to be commodity neutral, you should be long gold, short oil in February. And we'd said that already uh, on YouTube's before that in 19... Um, But that was the last stage public appearance for which the entire clip and presentation is still available. You need to be aggressively long gold and aggressively short oil. And I uh, and I, I made my statement a little bit more measured because it was highly public. I said that people are underpricing the probability of single digit oil. But in the community, I was expecting single digit oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stated it to be more slightly more palatable because it was such an extreme thing, even though I felt it. I, don't, I didn't want to say, guys, we're going to single-digit oil. Oil was trading $63, $65. Last time a single-digit oil was in the 1970s, right? <laughs> so it was an absurd comment, and it ended up calling COVID-19 without us knowing it. So we, we're famous for the news before the news. We get the trade, and we get the headline later. In in the newspaper, we didn't know that that was pandemic. We didn't know that carnival, a cruise liner, um, you know, just can't function with people in close quarters. Um, we didn't. We felt that there was something tying them all in together, but we didn't. I, I hadn't had the time and the imagination to read it, and I'm almost thinking I, I missed something there. As a futurist, I should have seen that uh, and joined all the dots. But anyway, there's only so much time you have to dedicate to any one particular trading theme, and I didn't join that dot. Um, but uh, so with that once they've introduced this draconian power unfortunately they don't give this up guys once they've got it away I'm sorry to say it and we're coming into Northern Hemisphere winter early if they're going to bring it on sooner so I kind of made the call that most people will be locked down over Christmas New Year which will piss a lot of people off uh, I think and will also be a new level of test of how compliant people will be but um, because it's a cold climate, it's a little bit easier in the northern hemisphere for it to do. But they're going to implement as they did in South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand as well, no doubt, um, and you know Latin America and various other places with varying degrees of severity. Uh, so we will have Mark II, in my view. That was always the plan. And I, I in you previous YouTube's when. Mark 1 was only just announced. I actually said there will be three or more and it may even become something in perpetuity until such time as everybody has succeeded to their wishes, which is to allow them to put uh, vaccinations of whatever concoction they have created. Uh, which is probably already in existence, never mind this, Oh, we in the vaccination creation phase and we're testing now, they, they know what they wanted to do and they've had their cocktail ready for a while in my view personally. Um, but this is all about pre-planning. You just have to go Google Agenda 201 or duck, duck, go it rather than Google it um, and you'll see that they were actually drilling. Every time a false flag of some form, there's always a drill prior. It's so a standard procedure. Uh, so the whole agenda, 201. And then they even dealt with how they'll deal with people that call them out for BS, uh, conspiracy theorists, and they'll classify us all as fake news and all of that. Anyway, so without getting too much into that, three uh, and more in perpetuity until everyone has complied and then forced compliance on a minority once they've got everybody on the bus. Because you won't, if you've had a vaccine, fight for my right to refuse it. You'll think... Stuff that, if I've been done, this is unfortunately the crabs in the bucket, the buckets syndrome. Um, all people that are being slave ruled will keep each other in prison rather than cooperating to help some escape. So crabs could form a little castle and the top crab can climb out. Um, no, they keep pulling each other back into the buckets. So they'll get those that mask up and vaccine up to hate on and say those that don't are actually risking their lives. Meanwhile, they're exercising their freedoms in a free world. Uh, and they're going to escalate solidarity talk and all for one, none for all, which sounds all very good on the surface, but this is uh, an on-ramp for Bolshevik communism. In other words, guys, we've got to do this because it's good for everyone. You've got to give up. You've got to give up. Wait till they come for your money and say you should hand in your gold and your silver because we're recreating a currency that will be fairer and better for everyone. The same crooks and frauds that ran the previous fraudulent crook scheme and kept you as a slave are now going to change scheme. They're going to change ponies once the old ones died that they've just about ridden into the ground. And they're going to now tell you, no, 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 this time will be different. And because you've only lived one generation and you haven't seen the full cycle in your naivety and will to be an optimist, you'll turn on your fellow man who's a critical thinker and you'll do what your slave masters say. And that's unfortunately going to happen. You're going to have to decide Who are you going to associate with? Are you going to associate with woke people, um, BLM woke and New World Communism woke, or are you going to associate with libertarian freedom seekers? Um, I've made made my choices, and I'm for freedom, uh, and I'm not for uh, global governments. Uh, And I never have been, and I never will be. And I'm pretty fixed about that. So that means you have to think about where do you end up spending the rest of your life if you're not going to have freedom of movement? And how do you buy your way into an existing lifestyle um, that is going to be somewhat satisfying for all your key interests, space? And um, and do you want to have lots of neighbors or do you want to be semi-isolated? I don't want lots of neighbors. I don't want to be in rioting areas. There's Back Live Matter walking through Portland suburbs now and chanting and foghorns and you, we all have to come out and all of this nonsense like again. I don't want to, I don't want the Bolsheviks, useful idiots, in the street outside my house, pissing me off. Um, I'd be tempted to shoot on them. Um, that's not a good environment. It might provoke my emotional responses uh, to for a bit of feedback uh, and head count. You don't want to waste. You don't want to get dragged into brawls. Get yourself, in my opinion, for me, this is my solution. Um, Semi remote, where you can be close to farmers and supply chain and create agreements and know you'll, f- know you'll get local and get community support of like-minded. And I actually did a Reset Sniper. Thanks for shouting out the three channels. It's the Reset Sniper, the Crypto Sniper, and the Market Sniper. Those are the three channels. On the Reset Sniper, I said the five new commandments for people that are awake, what you have to do. And you have to cull the morons. You've got to stop trying to wake up people that are going to hate on you in a while. They're going to be taught to hate on you. The conspiracy theory is people that don't wear masks are out to kill the ones that do. That's the new conspiracy theory, um, or who don't take vaccines are out to make sure that those that do still get sick, although the vaccine's supposed to work. They never explained that one to me. But anyway, um, so th- th- that's what's coming. They're going to they're going to teach the compliant to hate on the problematic. It's divide and conquer 101. And it's coming. So, you know, in terms of reset, it's quite a, It's you've got some prep to do. You need to surround yourself with like-minded, uh, really awake people. And you need to get uh, a community going and you need to speak about who you are and get identified people that are similar to you. And I call it like throw out the IQ test. Send a YouTube clip of something that's a little bit, if the people go, oh, that's nonsense, that's all conspiracy theory, block and avoid. You need to c- cut the clutter of people that are um, dumb, unquestioning, and going to entirely roll over for global new world government, regardless what they inject in you and regardless what they demand. Because those are the useless sheep that are part of the problem. If we had a third of the global population, but they were all fiercely independent, uh, these guys wouldn't be getting away with what they're doing. Um, The useful idiots are the 95% uh, sleepers, and you need to just cut them out. And you need to cut them out with disdain don't be rude, but just cut them out like like you're cutting a, a rotten limb off, um, <laughs> without explanation, because they will be coming after you and with great disdain in time if you stay in touch with them, and saying, "Yeah, you one of these nutter's tinfoil hats." They'll be coming. So th- there's a real survival, social survival aspect to this, and you have to have n- you have to have prep that you've done on all levels: clean water, food supply, um, space get a bigger property with a proper garden, grow your own stuff, uh, get local with your farmer, get known to your police, be oper- Be cooperative, but maintain your values. So that you're the first to hear if there's ever door-to-door enforcement of medically uh, injected uh, save you stuff. And those that trade, the key phrase, those that trade their freedom for security get neither. People need to understand that, that, is the, that is the catchphrase for these times. And I am utterly skeptical of all things. The, the pharma industry is entirely captive. And you need to go watch James Corbett's um, Rockefeller Carnegie capture of the health system. Where all alternative therapy, which it's called alternative today, it was mainstream then, was tr- treated as quackery. And now all you do is take chemical solution pills for all ailments. And uh, your immune system is your weapon. And that's the thing you should be looking after. And anything that undermines that should be avoided. And external disruptions into the natural bio realm of your body are not warranted. Everything we need. I mean, milk teeth fall out by themselves. We were designed pretty good. You know, you had your suck on titty teeth and you had your chew your meat teeth. (laughs) And when it was time to stop sucking on titty, you got to chew your meat teeth. You know, the body works. If we were meant to be cutting off foreskins or injecting under our arms or doing various other things, these things would have happened as a matter of course Um, because we've already shown an ability. Lizards can drop their tail to survive. We We don't need all of this. The notion that we need all of this intrusive Medicare apart from good nutrition, regular balanced diet and exercise and good rest is absolute farcical. In fact, we'd all be living longer, we'd all have stronger uh, immune systems, and there'd be far less autism and Asperger's and everything else. So I've got a bit of a bio rant there, but th- that is a large part of getting through this phase. Build your well, secure the lifestyle you want, get close, much closer to the right friends, and cull the rest, because by closing doors, it allows you to focus more on the core. I've often burnt bridges. The key opportunity is the opportunity. I'm a trader at heart. I shut doors that I would never be rehired again in the job world, you know, um, because I wanted one thing that I had to succeed in. And I kept showing up and I kept loving it and I kept building it. And I kept being in myself, which is absolute integrity. Say exactly what you think and you mean. that. it be clear so that you are always consistent. And if you can do that to yourself and you can do that in your business long run you win it is the slow dough of your blue pot that i was mentioning in your trading account the guys that pump and dump coins there was a guy on crypto i won't say his name but he's twice had events where guys have found him he's him or somebody else is buying coins on low liquidity coins that pump um just before and sell straight after into the pump and then dump them um and you know i don't know if it's true i don't know if he's been badly treated but the guys have uh, seen it i don't have a dog in the fight but don't trade your integrity don't trade your truth for anything
0: yeah so francis as always i appreciate your candor and uh and for anyone that's listening this is what you hear and what you see is what you get francis uh like you said you never waver on integrity and you stand by your values let's tie this in uh your your reset uh monologue here with uh let's 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 marry this with uh with a with an investment outlook uh for the foreseeable future what 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 are the things that are going to outperform in uh, you know hopefully this doesn't end as as bleakly as uh, as 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 some have painted it or or and we hope it doesn 't end up in some sort of zombie apocalypse um, it might it might not let 's hope let 's hope for the better, but either way, there are ways certain ways to precision yourself uh, certain assets that will outperform. How do you see um, sort of uh, you know we have the extremely high valued stock market overvalued stock market we have Fiat currency, which is uh, being printed at a ridiculous rate, that's uh, going to be worthless soon. then we have our old school gold silver precious metals, then we have this new asset class of cryptos um, and you uh, you you trade all of them so uh how would you position yourself uh, for the foreseeable future, given the backdrop of exactly what you just talked about yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to cover all of that. One
1: small uh, point on the zombie apocalypse. I'm not trying to depress people. I want to say by setting a very low bar and taking action, you, deal, you avoid depression yourself. People can get depressed and they don't want to face things. They're ostrich in the ground. The best thing you do is when you take action. Mm-hmm. Action cures all numbing of the mind. Trust me, what I just said sounds awful to me too. And I'm not here to bum people out. I'm saying that's a low bar. It's a real low bar. If it comes in better than that, I'm prepared for the low bar. That means right. I'm super prepared for if it gets better. So always be optimistic of disposition, but prepare for failure. That's every trade we do. We anticipate an HVF to perform, but we size for failure. That's just go. a good, good setting. So size for failure and prepare for failure in many things in the reset. That preparation that's not required was action that was taken that made you feel comfortable and sleep well and to be better set than other, other people and kept you focused on the game. So, um, and it's, it's an absolute killer for any mental depression or anything that you feel from anything I might have said or you've already noticed of your own accord. Then <laughs> opportunities, let's turn to your question, which is about the investments and the markets. So there's going to be many gifts that will be polarizingly good. So in the same way, it's as dark as winter, as the previous uh, question ended, there is the brightest of light. And as part of this end of cycle that is totally geometrically uh, symmetrical, there will be extremists in uh, opportunity. And uh, the favorites are the gold and silver, although you may have to watch if they become too popular and too short-supplied government intervention. In other words, it's not legal to own or it can no longer be bought. It, keep what you have, but it can be no longer bought or uh, various intervention. Because at the end of the day, they don't want the citizens to make all the wealth. This is There's a there's slavery class and there's a uh, ruling class. Um, but you're going to get a chance to get some of it. Silver and gold. Silver still my favorite. Uh, gold is very useful and is more stable um, in your portfolio, both physically and there will be trading opportunities in it. We've just concluded a gold euro, gold pound to their targets that HVF method called to the final cent, literally, for the full weekly setup and then a small wind up. Literally, you couldn't have had a better method for trading the gold bull. If, you, if you'd got out, you would have missed out on this pullback period. But it will come again. And those opportunities will set again. Um, but there might be a pause. So actually, I'm a little bit cautious crypto at the moment. Macro mm-hmm. bull. Very bull macro. Bull macro and medium long term. Right now, I'm seeing a possibility that the dollar is going to firm. Other trades that will be incredibly productive for people that could make substantial money, buy beautiful homes, four-by-four cars for their off-roading if they have to burn through the bush felt and all the toys and armory and everything you might need to see out a crazy period in history that will hopefully end, um, will be bought on this trade alone. And that is the collapse of the emerging FX currencies against all currencies, but particularly the dollar. Yeah. Uh, I still think Brent Johnson is accurate that there will be um, a, a dollar milkshake theory uh, ramp, and uh, I think that the dollar is starting to base out now. And it's actually met the range we were expecting it to come down to. We had a ninety-one point five to ninety-three point five range. This was when it was just short of a, a hundred. And it's come all the way back. It did fall pretty abruptly. Uh, I wasn't expecting as it abrupt, but it fell abruptly, but it's also basing now. So the you want to be short the lira. You want to be rand, ruble. You want to look at these technically and have method for doing it, but there will be huge rewards. I've spoken about the USD Korean one. That trade hasn't gone away. We just had a false break and it pulled back with a dollar weakness back into what we call our funnel. That trade hasn't gone away and we still stand by that trade. It hasn't stopped out, hasn't done anything um, wrong apart from a feign and break. And that is one of the five stages of a breakout that it sometimes does. So it's fully compliant to HVF method. So the USD Korean one, I'm talking a 50 plus percent move in a currency. I'm talking about a a seven-digit trade on its own without having to have ridiculous sizing on it if you've got a fairly well-stocked account, potentially. Certainly six digits for guys that have twenty and $30,000 if they can trade. Um, so you've got the lira, you've got the, all of these. So it's going to roll through. There's going to be adjustments. The Hong Kong dollar will probably fail its peg. Most pegs will fail. As China assumes it, there's going to be developments there, I'm almost certain.
0: Um, so FX emerging massive opportunity. So this, this is the near term sort of, uh, what would you say? Like two, three year horizon that the, the the near term cream is going to be FX emerging, failing versus the US dollar. Um, and then a longer term perhaps would be sort of you're stacking your gold, your silvers and potentially uh, your crypto as well, like your Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, macro the cryptos are going to run. I'm not a believer in any one coin. I need to see the chart and it has to show its ongoing uh, accumulation. As you know, you know from the beginning of uh, the year, we biased Ethereum long to Bitcoin, where previously I was even shorting Ethereum against Bitcoin in the bear market, uh, asserting Bitcoin dominance. And Ethereum has outperformed the whole way until this pullback period. And now we've, uh, now we've gone a little bit more defensive. I mean, uh, stable coins. Um, to defend. More, my largest holding is stable coins now. So I'm not, I'm not sitting and expecting any meaning out of cryptos right now. And I think the odds are disproportionate that you might even have a setback than they mm. are to go up. So I still think we need uh, a down leg for Bitcoin before we're in our full-blown break. The volume and the momentum has not been uh, the kind of volume and momentum that we expect. And remember, we just look at HVFs all the time. We've become specialists at looking at one thing. So I would like to think that we got a little bit better than general people commenting on the market have done. And we also, on this point, not to be bragged, HVF method at the RH2, when we fell from the 10,100 level down, was when we first asserted that this would be a macro continuation pattern that will break to at some point to 25 26, 27,000 targets with possible overperformance because it's the biggest of its scale. And most people, every time, all-time highs. Next move, all-time highs. They're topped right. at 13.9, top and we were right about it being a continuation pattern. We dipped to sub 4K on the COVID-19, but we never ran the low. It is a macro continuation pattern. And we said it at the time when we saw the shooting stars. At the thirteen nine level, forming on the big time frame, and said, "Guys, this is not breakout momentum. It's not going to an all-time high. It will pull back. It's probably forming a longer period, continu- super macro continuation." And that was way back now, probably eighteen months ago. Now I have to get a Bitcoin chart up and have a look uh, what the date was. But then it broke that ten thousand, and then it uh, we eventually ended up in the COVID uh, lows, which actually traded sub. Uh, Four thousand. So in our our personal view on balance of probabilities, using the phraseology, we encourage people to think because every time you say it, you're triggering to your brain. We could always be wrong. We are expecting a down leg on Bitcoin. That's currently trading 11 and a half. And uh, I would still say a reasonable down leg is is due out of uh, Bitcoin. That means it's not immediately that you're going to then later have your 27K uh, run with possible overperformance. And I'm not a guy that tries to get attention by throwing out Bitcoin to 100,000, Bitcoin to a million. There's just about every technical guy at some point. There's no technical basis to create it, get a chart that says a million at this juncture. Um, there's no basis or, or even 100,000 at this point. Um, so these are attention seekers that just want following from people that have believed in to it being free money owned only by the libertarians. Government's got no power in it. It's ours. It's totally ours. Sorry, guys. They will never let you have your own money. If they don't think they can control it in some form, there was even a guy who said, we will tame Bitcoin. You should listen to him. He's straight out the banking uh, regulatory control uh, crowd. It's sad but true. I'd love it all to be true that we could have our own money. But these guys control us through money. They always have. As always will, if you understand the history of the world. So there's a couple of people that have a lot of um, naivete-type uh, belief systems. That um, I'm the horrible guy. I ruin everybody's Walt Disney uh, fantasy story. You know, everyone uh, buys – they sell you Walt Disney when you're a kid, and there's a whole bunch of people that sell the adult's version of it. You can decide <laughs> if you want to buy it or not. I'm a non-buyer. Of fantasy stories psychopaths are psychopaths and they don't give up control and that's the game so yes I, but i but don't get me wrong crypto can enrich you immensely and be part of that wealth building process and it's faster quicker all the tech improvements just like things have to get better in tech otherwise you're going backwards um that will will arise. i mean banks still charge you a ridiculous amounts of money to send offshore and long live the death of the old banking system but just, just remember, you know, the old boss is gone. Long live the old boss. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You know, just a little faster, just a little quicker, but controlled by the same people. Um, that said, Bitcoin has a dip. Uh, I'm very optimistic. And I then think the alts, again, will select alts will outperform Bitcoin. But there may be periods of Bitcoin dominance in that. And I will check the t- charts at the time. Overall, I'm expecting
0: Bitcoin dominance to slowly bleed out down. So this leads me to the last question in this section before we go to basically the conclusion. Uh, and again, I appreciate like, we've I've taken up a lot of your time and, and I want to be uh, mindful of that. So I, I thank you again for your time, Francis, and for all the insights that you've shared. You've been very generous with that. Um, the last question on this section, uh, you just recently put out, I think it was on the, the uh, Reset Sniper channel. Um, you were talking about how we need to start thinking about Things not in terms of U.S. dollars, but in terms of ounces of gold, perhaps, or Sats, or or what have you, because um, so so in your mind is is uh, given this given sort of the statement that let, yes, the, the the powers that be uh, or what have you, or the control structure, I guess, as as you as you call it, um, they're not going to go away, and we're just going to be living within the confines of this uh, this change, this transition. But there's still ways to be on the Right side of that change and on the on the the more prosperous side, so is the end game here for us uh as sort of uh, individual investors, should we be aiming to uh, just increase our investment pot in sort of gold, silver, precious metals, and potentially cryptos over the years and then see how that goes uh versus holding fiat assets or and maybe including real estate or hard assets in that in that category? is that how you would position yourself here let's say if we had to for the next 10 years
1: so yes so a couple of things of how i would suggest that you've mentally frame your investments wealth and how you manage it get a simple excel sheet Mm -hmm. Um, at the very top have the bitcoin usd price have the silver usd price have the gold usd price um, have three columns where you have all the Bitcoin you've accumulated or any other uh, crypto, mm-hmm. have all the silver and gold ounces you've accumulated uh, that you physically hold, or have in vaulting services that you can collect. Don't have a vaulting service where there's, it's not offered and you can't reserve named numbered bars. Um, and you count how many gold ounces and silver, and you each month, you um, calculate what your gold ounce net worth is, your silver ounce net worth is, and your Bitcoin net worth is. And if you're an Ethereum bull, for example, um, maybe like I have been, I'm thinking if we pull back, it'll pull back harder than Bitcoin. And we've already seen a bit of evidence for that. Um, But I might do Ethereum as well, but that's up to you. Um, Know your Ethereum value and then switch the assets as they are going out of season so that you continue to accumulate gold ounces. So if I'm assessing Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to pull back harder than gold might pull back um, or even stable coin stroke dollars. So have dollars in there, have your dollar net worth, your silver net worth, your gold net worth, and the game should be building your net worth in whichever the current strongest one is that you assess for now and have your three timeframes, your trend, your current and now because i think of a bit of a pullback so uh a bitcoin net worth might be less interesting to me than a silver ounce and a gold ounce net worth when we right. enter the crypto bull the, the bitcoin net worth is more relevant so calculate them all each time and know how much you're holding but i might have lightened on investment bitcoin uh ethereum and others if i think there's a pullback and it'll be in say stable coin which means i'm 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 not long-term holding in dollars, but I've got them in dollars. Right. So have a dollars column too. And each time work all the totals back to your total dollar amount, your total gold amount in ounces, and your total everything. And then keep changing the gold and silver prices. And if you're going backwards, it's because you're overweight in the things that are going down. Got it. If you're going forwards, then just by virtue of positioning correctly, keep backing your winners, move more into the thing that keeps leading. So right. be an ETF on your own five valuations of wealth. So you have dollars in stable coin, you have uh, gold, silver, Bitcoin, and uh, that's it. And if you, if you keep putting it in gold ounces and the gold is climbing the most, keep, keep moving more of what you accumulate. Have savings into Bitcoin. I have auto buying going on in Bitcoin. I have uh, auto buying going on in silver. Not, not so much in gold because I I'm, I'm I'm just want to keep stacking in silver on any dips. So I just want to keep building the size. I want, to, I want tons in silver net. net. <laughs> I don't want to count in ounces. I want to know how many tons. So the game is taking a whole bunch of metal out of the system and forcing this Ponzi scheme over, being part of the team that are tipping this fraught, broken system over. And that means we, we want to uh, – look, everybody, it starts with one gram and one ounce at a time. But, you know, aim big, you know, get there, get there. The weight picks up quickly um, when you're doing it consistently for years. So keep stacking auto in all of them, potentially, but your liquid stuff move into the one that is medium-term strong. And we have HPF method to tell us that. We can do relative strength uh, assessment. But when the cryptos run, 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 my assessment is the cryptos will move on a higher beta than mm. both gold and silver. Right. So you, I, I have plenty of thing of, if I just don't like the cryptos, but I don't want to move too much money out of the system and de-platform it and then put it in a bank account and then move it around into a bullion vault account, which I have links for on
0: my YouTube, by the way, if you want to do, uh, and I've checked them out that- We'll add those uh, to the to our show as well because uh, you've been very generous with uh, sharing that and um, and I think you you might even have a video or two on on how to set it up. I don't know, but um, yeah. yeah, I'll add your I'll add your link because I know you have a relationship with them to uh, to our show notes. So
1: well, I just put forward people that I'm using myself. I'll never endorse anything that I'm not prepared to use myself that I haven't looked into properly. Um, that's simple as that. So I have very few tie-ups. Unless I use it myself, I
0: don't put it forward. Um, and that goes for my trading platforms as well. Look, I, uh, we, we, I don't want to take up too much of your time again. We've, we've already run over, but um, thank you. That's an excellent uh, investing framework that you just gave us at the end. I think that's a true true uh, gem uh, because a lot of people don't really think about things um, on that sort of scale um, and and how you laid it out. It makes perfect sense. And the game is basically to... Uh, to go where the, the highest sort of quote-unquote leverage or momentum is um, and build your wealth that way. Um, and, it, and it's very clear if you set it up that way. Um, looking to wrap up now, I just wanted to, again, thank you for your time. Uh, we're going to include all the links of where people can find you. Uh, you know, is there any exciting projects or anything, that, any announcements that you want to make or share with the audience before um, we look to wrap up here?
1: My, my main message is actually a more optimistic one. Whatever goes down, um, you can't control certain things that are above your station in scale, but you can control your reaction to them. Your quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. Ask how all these things will serve you. Lots of things are going to become more convenient, easier to do. For all those that might have said, "There's wow, there's some really dystopian, scary stuff. Generally, progress is designed to make your life easier. There's lots of things that are going to serve you very well. If you've built wealth, if you've positioned strongly, you'll be able to retain a large degree of your independence, in my view. And if you take action and ask the right quality of questions, knowing all of this information, don't hide from a truth because you don't know how to deal with it. That's cowardice. Accept the truth, take on, but then frame it if it's, it's downing you out with how does this serve me? how does this serve me that they will do that? And then say, well, it'll serve my business because I'm going online. It'll serve my X, Y, Z because I'm doing this. I can be a leader amongst men um, because there will be many that will need help. They will create a market for me. There is potential income streams for you. If you develop a brand of integrity, um, bravery, and hard truth. And, doesn't matter what you do if you can have those three things in whatever you do you're going to succeed you're going to succeed and um, do those things and build your wealth honestly and the polarizing event is going to lead to incredible movement in markets that if you have a real method and even if you don't say you say I don't want to be part of whatever you do. Don't sell to me. That's fine. I understand. If you just invest in the four assets that we mentioned and just buy and hold and keep accumulating, you'll still do pretty damn well. If you uh, are capable of running the 3 pot strategies and you want to exploit certain unique moments, you can welcome to join us. Um, it's not for the faint-hearted. Trading isn't for everybody. You don't have to be on the screens all the time, hence the lifestyle uh, trader and all the sizing and the work being done before. Be part of a community of awake people. Develop that, and you're going to do just fine. In fact, your life is going to be better than it ever was before. Those that sleep and those that don't prepare, there is a divining point. There is a polarizing point. Uh, But unfortunately, you can't save everybody. Focus on saving your family and your best friends that support you and back you. You'll have plenty of work to do. And work is a good thing. It's, it's reasons to get up in the morning. It's uh, earnings. Um, it's freedom uh, through what you earn on it. This is going to be a great, the best of times and the worst of times. It's like uh, the beginning of the... I think it was, I uh, can't remember which classic books. It was the best of times or was the worst of times. Someone will fill it in the notes and say, you dumb idiot. Why can't you remember? But I'm a bit like that. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, one of the classics. Anyway, it will be exactly that. And you get to determine by what you do today, now, which side of that you're going to see more of. And I'm saying to you, just taking action, even dumb action, is better than being paralyzed in fear. So, fear is what they might want. Respond in courage, optimism, truth, integrity, hard truth, and reframe things you don't like and how they serve you. How does this serve me? Write down the answers to everything you hate that's happening that I might have suggested could happen. How does it serve you? And once you've written 10 reasons how it serves you, go execute on maximizing those points. And let me tell you, you live in a different quality of life, regardless what the Bolsheviks get up to, regardless how they do it. Because if you plan and you prep, you will do well. And that's my uh, final message of optimism. But I won't coat hard truths um, in sugar for anybody either. Um, So it's a challenging time. But all my best years of my life were the most challenging years. Coming um, Coming through anything. The best years of your life are coming. They're happening right now. Storm towards them locked and loaded and ready to embrace or be washed away by the wave. you either be surfing it or you'll be drowned by it. And you can determine which one of those you are. And that is the, how I'd like to sign off.
0: That's excellent. Thank you again so much for your time, Francis. We're going to uh, have all the links to your channels. Uh, and lastly, where, uh, where, where's the best way? Uh, you have a couple of social media handles on Twitter that people can follow you. What, do you mind uh, giving those to us for the audience? Yes, so it's
1: at the Market Sniper on Twitter.
0: That's the primary one for
1: traditional markets. At the Crypto Sniper for uh, crypto markets. And at the Reset Sniper for all my angry uh, <laughs> the good stuff. raging against the machines and criticism of Marxist movements like Black Lives Matter and, and all of these things. Um, that All the madness goes on in there. Uh, and the YouTube channel is the same. The YouTube channels are all the same, each one with the Market Sniper, the Crypto Sniper, the Reset Sniper. And, of course, they can go to the website, which is off the Market Sniper. So it's 3W's, com. Book a call. It costs absolutely nothing. We don't mind. We don't have salesmen. We've got people that are part of the community that came just like you. Ask them, is it worth my while? Will I get a return on investment? Uh, if you've got a smart nose, you'll smell bullshit if you hear it. Um, find out what it is we do. They'll demo some of that but only if you want to, if you don't, and this has just been valuable for you to listen to, that's also cool. Grab the free stuff. We have a mini series on our YouTube channel. Um, I'll ask Alex to send you the link as well. Um, and uh, so that you can host that for your guys, Jay, and uh, grab the free stuff, follow the YouTube channel. That costs you absolutely nothing. We have no adverts on the channel. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, you can get to see and see how we see this this unfurling of this period and how we'll prepare and our best advice for going forward in these times and actually as i say the best of times are ahead every morning i wake up the best days are yet to come that is it and i feel like
0: that every morning fantastic it's been such a pleasure catching up with you and 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 chatting with you and we really appreciate all the insights and uh and we're looking forward to connecting again in the future so uh until then thanks again francis and uh we'll talk to you soon my pleasure great
1: to be on your podcast
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All of the show notes and the links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next exciting episode of The J Kim Show. As always, I'd love to hear your questions, comments, or future guest suggestions. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer. That's J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you in the next episode.